What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by my partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock. As we take a pulse of the NFC West as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals and what to make of their many counterparts, Bo how are you on this audio-only Tuesday podcast? Oh, great. I think that the audience is appreciating not having to watch our faces for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes here on PHNX Cardinals, and they'll just appreciate to hear our silky smooth voices here talk about the NFC West and how much talent has exited this division and have the Cardinals brought in enough or kept enough to at least keep the status quo or, or contend with the Super Bowl champs. Well, you mentioned the Rams. I didn't want to start there, but I feel like we have to kind of by default because, I mean, you look at the landscape of the NFC West, it's really been the Rams making moves for the betterment and the Niners, Cardinals, and certainly the Seahawks, you could argue, maybe are taking a a step back as it relates to some of the talent leaving their respective teams. Of course, the Rams coming to terms with former Seattle Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner. They added Allen Robinson. They re-signed Matthew Stafford. I, I don't even look, Bo, at the picks remaining in this draft because who even cares? I know they got a bunch of comp picks because McVay's a machine. They're churning out coaches left and right. They're getting players, flipping them over. I mean, what do you what do you make of the Rams' success? Is it sustainable? Do you feel like they're you know the big bad wolf in the NFC now, or you know can the Cardinals make some noise? They're on a little bit steadier footing than the Arizona Cardinals as far as their sustainable year to year success. I mean, and the the constant there is Sean McVay. He he puts that. It's not less need. He was a bum GM before McVay got there, and it's just terrible like, in St. Louis. Awful. He almost got run out of town, and and then he he pivoted. And I think a it, a lot of it has to do with McVay and what he was able to do and kind of changing the culture when they became you know when he took over for I'm not effing going seven and nine Jeff Fisher. Um, I, you know, it McVay to start that that's awesome, and then you know to to they've just got those star players that continue to play at that level, which is you know to say it about Tom Brady's one thing to have that that success for as long as he's had, but for this group where you've got Stafford, you've got Aaron Donald, you've got Jalen Ramsey, and they're paying him handsomely, and they're they're they're. They're proving them right for making those moves and giving them all that money. And then they're able to just kind of fill in the gaps. And that's good drafting. That's good developing, even though they don't have top picks. It's just, and and then, you know, having the ability to draw and it's not with an even playing field in a cap league, Johnny, to be in LA, to have a winner, to have a guy like McVay. It's just, they can win the recruiting. It's not, you know, the Cardinals, if, if a free agent, if the money's even, his choice between going to the Cardinals and the LA Rams, the Cardinals are going to lose that nine out of 10 times. If not it's 10 out of 10. Because I feel like, 
Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals have selling points, the, the being the yeah. weather, the 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 it was once upon a time the housing market. Now I don't know. Certainly, it's not comparable to L.A. You can save a little bit of coin. Um, I, I still think the Cardinals and Arizona are the Valley is a destination place, not only for prospects in the NFL, but just people are migrating here. You love to see it. But I mean, L.A. is on a different level. The fact that you, that you can have so many more areas for increased revenue, you can do things outside of football that will help supplement the fact if you take a little bit less but i mean just their roster is just like a, a who's who of superstars and i really do believe like until aaron donald starts to deteriorate or fall off i thought he should have been super bowl mvp like they will be a force to be reckoned with i think that, that you know as much as i think mcveigh's great he's on a hall of fame trajectory i absolutely hate it i mean aaron donald's he's the second coming of, of reggie white and until he starts to dip the other way i mean at a $26 million cap, it, that's the best bargain in pro football outside of, you know, not Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that. Then you've got Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, Stafford, who, who proved everybody in the wrong last year. Stafford's cap hit this year, but was like $14 million. I don't know how they do it. Now, you know, th- they have some turnover in the offensive line and Whitworth being gone, I think, hurts them. But man, you get Allen Robinson in free agency, Van Jefferson in his. I think his second or third year, they they drafted that receiver uh, in the second or third round last year, Dwayne Eskridge or whatever his name is. I mean, they have an, a bounty of weapons. Cam Akers was a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Yeah, they'll figure it out with their pass rush, even with Von Miller gone. Um, does anybody think that they're not going to play good defense? I they the, their coordinator's coming back. He didn't get a head job, so I do think that the Cardinals are kind of laying in wait maybe till the, the Rams bubble bursts a little bit with some, I mean, Stafford and Donald are all over 30. Um, and that's good news, right? Um, the Cardinals peak players, you could argue now with Chandler Jones being gone. I mean, it's like Hopkins, I think is just now approaching 30, but when Kyler Murray's in his twenties, right. And you, you hope some of these young players that they've drafted recently, certainly like Isaiah Simmons and Byron Murphy and Zach Allen, these younger guys are they're in their 20s. So hopefully the best is certainly yet to come from them. But the Rams, to me, they feel like they've got another window of success that is probably three to five years, max mm-hmm. five years. But man, I don't I don't see them going anywhere. And you thought that window was it was cracked open a little bit uh narrow more narrowly than than it's been. And it's it's a large opening and they kind of kicked it through. Um and, and it's just because it's they've become Patriots West. It's a more Hollywood version of Bill Belichick and Sean McVay, and he's a more likable guy. And that is just a that's that's a, a a piece that they can use for years and years to come. He's a master delegator, as you mentioned. Raheem Morris was masterful as far as what he was able to do with that defense. It's just it's a, an uphill climb when you look at the NFC West. But there is one thing that you know the Rams don't have that the Arizona Cardinals do. And if Kyler Murray can elevate his game from good to great, that could that could put the Cardinals back in this conversation as far as competing for the NFC West. But that's a huge. I mean, and that people are like, well, that's not that big of a difference. I mean, he's on that trajectory, but that that kind of that glass ceiling breaking through that that's the that's going to be the biggest challenge of Kyler Murray's career, and we're going to see in the next season or so, you know, whether or not he's that caliber of quarterback that can kind of. Uh, just put a, a franchise on his back and against the odds of, of a better team, maybe roster wise in division, you know, beat those odds and, and become, you know, the, the top quarterback in this division. That's just going to be important for the Cardinal. It was the difference of one game uh, this year at Kyler Murray, been able to pull out victories against the lions, 
the Colts, um, the, the Seahawks at the end of the year. The Cardinals would have been the division champion. Now, would they have won the Super Bowl with the Rams? Not. Who knows? But, I mean, that's that's the margin of error. And I think most of us feel like Kyler can get there, but it, it remains to be seen. And the juggernaut that it is L.A. does not make it any easier. I want to remind everybody, golf season is in full swing. Get in on all of the action on the course with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 on golf's first major. Get $25 in free bets for every birdie. Bryson DeChambeau sinks in the first round. Love this. Via DraftKings is the top-rated sportsbook app with tons of ways to bet on golf. Get even closer to what's happening in the tournament. Bet who will win golf's first major single-round matchup and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX, bet $5, and win $25 in free bets for every one of Bryson DeChambeau's birdies in the first round. PHNX is the promo code DraftKings Sportsbook app 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP new customer only minimum $5 deposit eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details let's talk about the Seahawks they've imploded I love it you absolutely love to see it I love every piece of footage Bo Brock that I see of Russell Wilson out of Denver because I can actively root for him as a human being now but I, I mean do you do you buy into their irrelevance now are they done as a franchise for the foreseeable future yeah, they've got a long way to go. Uh, you know, when you look at that defense where it was last year, and just the guy who was really keeping that team together was Russell Wilson. I I don't believe that Pete Carroll is the guy that he was, you know, ten years ago. I I just don't. I don't think that his message, his voice in the locker room is the same what it is. He's a guy that's over seventy years old. I just don't think that he's going to be able to kind of kickstart this thing, this rebuild, once again. And get them at least in this the next couple of years back to where the Arizona Cardinals are going to have it's going to strike fear in their hearts. Now, could they be a thorn in the the rest of the NFC West heel? Like, sure. I mean, possibly. Like, I, I think that there's going to be what they'll add as far as through the draft and you know some up and coming young players that they have um, that they'll have the ability to kind of make a little noise. But they're they're just so far from relevance. But at the same token, like you can. You can really expedite a rebuild. I just don't know if Schneider and, and Carroll are guys to carry it out. I think they kept the wrong. They kept two guys instead. There's one guy they should have kept. His name was Russell Wilson. <laughs> Feels like you know the only franchise quarterback w- worth his salt. With all due respect to to Matt Hasselbeck, that you've drafted and developed in the history of your organization, you should probably give him the benefit of the doubt when he's in his early 30s and not hitch your wagon to a seven year old, you know, former college, you know, uh, college head coach that hadn't done anything in the NFL. Till Russell Wilson arrived. I think we're a year away from Pete Carroll bowing out gracefully. I think this season's going to be ugly. At the recording of this podcast, they have not traded DK Metcalf yet, but there are rumblings that teams like the Browns and the Packers are sniffing around. The Seahawks are telling people they're taking calls on him, which is just lunacy. So I, I guess, yeah, to your point, Bo, you, you blow it up. How are you going to do with those picks? The Seahawks, uh, you think the Cardinals have been below average drafting. The Seahawks have been substantially worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the the last player they drafted that made a pro, pro Bowl was their punter once <laughs> upon a time. Um, and and you're right. I mean, Russell is the, the, the glue that, that kept that franchise together. The Cardinals were fortunate to beat him in Seattle this year when he was just coming back from his injured thumb. And then, of course, they got him in a juggernaut outing and at week 18 at State, State Farm Stadium, kept the Cardinals from winning the division. The Cardinals could have won the division. The Niners came back and, and beat the LA Rams, of course, in overtime. And Russell Wilson said, no, thank you. And that was his parting shot 
to the Cardinals. So we're all happy to see yeah. him on the outs. I just, to me, Bo, it, it goes back to egos and the fact that I think Pete Carroll, his ph- philosophical mindset of his, his building block in the NFL, I want to run the football. I want to play good defense. That's not what wins in the NFL in the year 2022. Um, and you couple that with the fact that they don't particularly draft well. A lot of the guys that were built upon that Legion of Boom, if you remember once upon a time, were guys he scouted and knew from the collegiate level that he just couldn't get at USC. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to pluck a bunch of these guys on day three of the draft with Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor. Those days are over. He's been out of the college game way too long, and it's showing he's got an archaic approach now to building a roster. Yeah, that's not going to play. I mean, it's not going to play for 17 games in the regular season and then in a playoff stretch. I mean, it, it, it will beat your ass maybe one week, and then you'll look at the game film and you're like, oh, okay, they were able to game wreck us with this player and, and some guy that might be above average, but they're not going to have many of those guys in the locker room anymore. And they're saddled with Jamal Adams' uh, contract, which I like to point and laugh at on a daily basis. It's, it gives me great joy. If you're a Cardinals fan and you're a Seahawks hater, it's just fun to see. Just revisit that trade, see what they gave up, and then see what they just paid Jamal Adams, who I don't know how they're going to get out from beneath that. And that, I mean, that's going to be a storyline to follow as early as next season. How much longer is he going to be wearing a Seahawks uniform before they're just like, look, we'll even pay for this guy to get out of here. Like, and he'll maybe make his way onto some contending team. But that's, I, I hear what you're saying as far as Carol, and, and I, I completely agree with you. Um, as far as like, building blocks there aren't any any in place yet and uh, we'll see what happens this they're back in the first round they've got a top 10 pick i don't know which way they'll go but um it's like when i saw the dk metcalf they were taking calls on dk metcalf i was like would you give a Devonte adams type deal i mean i know i think it would take that type of deal for them to even pick up the phone from steve kime would you like hey first and second round pick I know you've got to follow it up with a mega extension, but do you even consider that with with DK Metcalf? Do you do you say, hey, let's he would he would play opposite DeAndre Hopkins, and I I know it's as big a pipe dream as you could possibly get, but they're in such the beginning stages of re- rebuild. I don't think like the conversation- much lesser scale, but Devontae Parker was just traded in division, so that's the only reason I don't immediately dis- discredit what you're saying. And it's a first and second. And if you're the Cardinals, you're like, well, what's John Schneider going to do with 23 overall? He hasn't been able to pick. It's like he's not going to go get a player that's going to make us regret that. I mean, the odds of that happen, not great. And Steve Kime, what's he going to do with 23? So if you can turn it into a proven commodity, a star caliber player like DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf might have not gone over 1,000 yards receiving in 2021, but he had double-digit touchdowns for the second consecutive season. He was, uh, you know, he's... He's had nowhere under 900 yards receiving each and every of his three seasons. He's the real deal. It's, and he would fit perfectly here for the Cardinals. But look, that's I'm dreaming as I say this. Like it's, I've got a pair of wings and I'm flying around the city right now. That's also what's going on as I talk about this. It's, it's a dream. Uh, he's got basically 30 touchdowns in three years. Like yeah. you're signing up for every year. You're going to get 10 touchdowns. Would I take that? Yes. Would I do the Adams deal for DK Metcalf? Hell yeah. If you had to pay a little bit of a luxury tax because they're in the NFC West, so be it because you know what DK Metcalf, he's, I think he's 25 years. He's 24 years old. He doesn't turn 25 until next December. You're <laughs> going to get peak 
four to five years of just dominant football with him opposite. And you talk about the perfect why for Hopkins, who is just a rhythm passer, intermediate game, a magician with the football. And then you get DK Metcalf's brute strength, physicality, and speed on the opposite end. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's exactly what the Cardinals need that they could have had, but they do not <laughs> for reasons we will not discuss on this podcast. Well, my God, we talked. We may have talked about it on Friday's episode. Isn't there April foolish moves? Check that one out for if you want to feel sad for 24 hours. But uh, yeah, and, and I'll stop the you know th- that talk right now because I, I don't think there's any way in hell that it happens. And there's teams with more draft capital, and and Green Bay would probably be a good fit as you mentioned. Uh, but Seattle is going to be a non-factor. The biggest, the, the most interesting, most intriguing team in this division uh, that could wreck the Cardinals, you know, near future is San Francisco. Because when you look at the Rams, it's like the uh, it's one per one team to beat. That's the Rams until the Niners. You know, they they were able to figure it out last year. They were three and five, and then they went on this like eight and one run. And they were suddenly a good franchise. Now they're going to make a big change as far as the quarterback position. At least people believe that. Uh, let's get into the San Francisco 49ers conversation. But first, we added Damian Anderson to the PHNX Cards podcast, along with Frank Sanders. Nobody else has that former player wrinkle, that vibe, that energy that we have here on PHNX Cardinals. We're pumped. Our roster is stacked, and you're going to hear it all week long, along with Johnny Venerable and myself. Also, we have a new partner to tell you about. It's in the house. We're talking about OG's brand into the PHNX family. OG's is one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens. It is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. Quality of their products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Edibles are not one-size-fits-all product, which is why OG's is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. Got brand new hats out there. Have you seen them? PHNX hats, phnxlocker.com for your get yourself a lid. I mean, they are gorgeous. Four hats. Uh, the- I, I'm gonna try to rock one at our at our draft party, uh, which you can come and check it out uh, April 28th, the Ainsworth Hotel in Phoenix. Uh, we're gonna have constant draft coverage. It's gonna be fantastic. Hopefully, the Cardinals draft as well as we, you know, we anticipate after punting on the month of March. But, you know, a team that has drafted well in their own division has been San Francisco with a big fat asterisk next to the name of Trey Lance. And, Bo, you know, they're the kryptonite to the LA Rams because they do what the LA Rams, uh, what the Cardinals don't do against the Rams, and that's be physical. The Cardinals are a finesse team. We And and we thought we were getting to a turning point midseason last year where the Cardinals went up to Santa Clara and beat that ass in what was that week 11 and Eno Benjamin running over former Cardinal Drake or Patrick, you absolutely love to see it. I think the Cardinals were going to coast to a division title that did not happen. And of course it was the Rams and the 49ers in the NFC title game, but I digress. I do think that they have done exceptionally well adding talent on day two and three of the draft. Um, their first round picks questionable outside of the occasional Nick Bosa, where I do think that they're being hampered right now. And I think this is the big anchor to what could be a potential uh, force to be reckoned with. And I say all of this with a caveat of they're fifth in the NFC right now to make the playoffs. The Cardinals are sixth, third in their own division. Um, Trey Lance makes modest money. So you think let's go spend, right? Let's do what Miami's doing with Tua. Let's go blow a bunch of cash and load up the team to support Trey Lance. Well, they haven't done that. They haven't added anybody outside of a 
middling corner, Samson Ibukam. They gave him, I think, like 10 million bucks or whatever. Niner fans are pissed. Well, here's why. Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this team, which is, I think, low-key hilarious. He's got a cap number of $27 million. They overplayed their hand, right? If they cut him, they have to eat almost $8 million. Nobody's left for Jimmy G. I think it's kind of, Bo, derailed their offseason of sorts. Now, they got to pay Nick Bosa, right? They had to pay Trent Williams. They're going to, you know, they had to pay, you know, George Kittle. Debo needs a contract. I get all that. But this should be like their splurge period. And they basically, this time during Kyler Murray's rookie deal, they were trading for D-Hop. Niners aren't doing that. And I think that's good news for the Cardinals. Yeah, and they don't have a first-round pick. They they yeah. to get Trey Lance and yeah Jimmy G thing hilarious I mean and from everything I read his market is dead like yeah. nobody's calling on Jimmy G especially after the news came out that he was going to have surgery um, and so and for whatever reason Kyle and his flat brim hat can't quit Jimmy G if he's on the roster like he just can't give him up he's it's Love just it. he's he's uh, I just don't know at some point he's gonna go dumb and dumber when he's he's gonna drive him the airport goodbye goodbye my love and that's gonna be it but I I mean what are they gonna do but they're just like the Cardinals right now I think their roster is very similar I mean I know there's a lot so you don't think their roster is better than the Cardinals I think uh, yeah for just a, a little bit just because they've got some younger more foundational pieces uh, we'll see what Trey Lance turns out to be. He's got a long way to go as far as becoming a, like a rhythm passer. Like, I don't think he's a guy that can really truly right now get in a rhythm and start just knocking down throws play after play. Uh, he, he's going to have to figure it out that way. I mean, he, he did pretty well at North Dakota State, but that was more of a, a run-heavy offense. But they're, they're like the Cardinals in the sense that they're going to rely on their stars that they have in place. And if their stars can stay healthy, they can ride them all as, as far as, as they'll take them. And that was the NFC Championship game last year. Like when George Kittle got healthy, he started riding Debo. Uh, you know, it didn't matter who they had court, at quarterback back there. If they, if they got the ball in those guys' hands, they were fine. So I, I think that they don't have a lot of margin for error, but they're a very good team. And it is still, and it's great news for the Arizona Cardinals that they've been just as quiet, if not quieter, this offseason. I was at uh, Trey Lance's first game as a starter at State Farm Stadium last year. It was an athlete trying to play quarterback. I mean, yeah. his mechanics are skewed. I don't want to say flawed because I don't want to knock the kid too much. He's got a really big arm. He's got a hose for an arm, but the intermediate passing game was not there. He had the Buder Baker interception. The only reason they, they made that game close was it became a defensive battle, and then Trey Lance just ran around and, yeah. and made plays with his feet, and then he got hurt, remember, and, and missed a couple games, and that opened the door for Jimmy to come back in and start the rest of the year. Um, I, I do think that they are a force to be reckoned with because they are so physical. They out-physical anybody they play, and that's a mentality of, of of their coach. Shanahan's dad loved to run the football. I think even uh, Trey Lance blossoms this year. They're, they're still running the football 40-plus times a game. Wow. They found Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round last year. They've got, they were gifted. I mean, if the Cardinals were gifted DeAndre Hopkins, the Niners were gifted Trent Williams. Trent Williams... They had a better offer, that being the Washington football team, from Minnesota once upon a time. And he said, I'm not going to Minnesota. I'm not playing for Mike Zimmer. You can scrap your offer. I want to be a Niner. And that's how they got him. They got him for pennies on the dollar. I think Minnesota offered like multiple twos. Yeah. It was uh, so they were going to get, if he walked in free agency, that Washington was going to get a third round pick anyway. But uh, they ended up getting a third and a fifth from San Francisco. So it was basically a fifth round pick. Which is it makes you want to vomit. 
that's that's yeah and of course he's been nothing but healthy of course than missing all that time in washington um it to me it's one of those deals where you just have to call the wash with with the d hop heel deal and everything that goes on with la you can't be too upset about it now they're going to move off a d ford by all accounts so they've got a, a pretty big glaring hole opposite nick bosa bosa's had injury concerns Armstead's a really under the radar player that that has emerged for them, especially as Buck, DeForest Buckner was dealt, which is a, an egregious trade. Mm-hmm. Um, McGlinchey's not a great right tackle. Um, Kinlaw, his knee might be degenerate. Uh, their former first round pick that they got for DeForest Buckner, so they they've got some issues of their own. Um, but I think nobody expects them to be worse than like a 500 team next year. And the the scary thing is, is that they can go on the road as we saw at Lambeau. Um, they can go on the road at Dallas and win games ugly. And the Cardinals can't do that yet. The Cardinals, if they have to have everything go right and they have to be pretty, right? Kyler's got to have multiple touchdowns, maybe mixing a rushing touchdown, right? Defense has to have all these takeaways, like at Chicago, right? They had like five interceptions of, of Andy Dalton. The Niners can go on the road and their quarterback can be completely inept and throw multiple picks and they can still win. And so I, I would love to see the Cardinals be able to blossom and become that kind of team. And I think if you ask the Niners, they they want to become a little bit prettier. They want to have a prolific passing attack at some point. I just I don't think it's going to be next year. I think the Cardinals are destined to finish second or third in the NFC West. You know, pending the draft, pending the rest of free agency. If you had to ask me today, I, I think they're probably a nine or ten win team. I think San Francisco's right there. I think the the, the place in the division will likely be be situated with the head-to-head matchups. Here's what I will say for, for our boy Cliff. I mean, he he beat San Francisco pretty handedly last year. He's won three of four against Kyle Shanahan. That's not nothing, Bo Brock. No, and uh, we talk about physical. I mean, the, the Niners, that might have been a game that woke them up because when they were in Santa Clara, they pushed San Francisco around. You talked about McGlinchey, and he he looked he looked really bad in that game. I mean, even Trent Williams was beat a couple times. It, it They just didn't look like the team that they ended at the season as. And the Arizona Cardinals with Colt McCoy in the shotgun for the cards were, was, I mean, he was hitting on all, firing on all cylinders and the Cardinals had a, a runaway win there. Um, when I look at the, I mean, we'll see how big of a difference it's going to be offensively without Mike McDaniel, because I think that he played a pretty a lot much you think so you're buying it i love mike mcdaniel as a human being but it was such a change and i I don't think that's we haven't seen kyle shanahan be that adaptable i don't think that he's been the guy that's been like he had to bring he had to elevate and promote mike mcdaniel at one point to oc after he kind of had the reins of that offense you know i i would it's just year one it's going to be interesting and the guys that they brought in that building like anthony lynn I mean, Anthony Lynn is not an innovative offensive mind. He's going to be he's part a running of back coach. He's, yeah, a running he's, back not, coach. he's not Mike McDaniel as far as it, the way that he draws up run schemes. I, I think that you know McDaniel's was was pretty special as far as that goes. And then he brings a guy from the broadcast booth, uh, Brian Greasy, to work with the quarterbacks. It's just like there's some question marks as far as their 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 the coaching staff. And you know, we I poked. I mean. You can find receipts and make fun of me on social media all the time. And all my things I've said about Kyle Shanahan, uh, I'm, he, I, I can't deny that he had a good rebound season last year, and what they did was pretty special. But we'll see. He's it. The, it's going to the pressure is going to be on him to repeat a lot of the success they they had. But that was just a, a pretty 
special run that they had that was can they duplicate it i'm kind of skeptical cliff kingsbury has a better winning percentage in the regular season as a head coach now kyle has all the postseason success i think he's something like six and two in the playoffs or something as niner head coach or five and two um he's a good coach i think he's overrated um to some extent i also think like if i'm debo and i'm george Kittle, i'm brandon Ayuk, like jimmy g was you know mid-tier quarterback at best but he was able to throw those intermediate passes that got them their yards right Mm -hmm. if trey lance has like six for 20 outing or 10 for 30 outing like what's that going to look like to the to their offense now I, i just i feel like they are going to be so run dominant next year maybe it won't matter you know smoke and mirrors boots that's what would scare me if i'm the cardinals because you were always good for jimmy g to especially last year give you the football a couple of times remember his interception they had a fumble with Ayuk late in that or early in that game kind of set the tone the cardinals need to sure up their run defense and this is what i'll end things on both like chandler jones used to always do well against the niners i mean he he and jj watt that game at state farm stadium last year took over and beat the shit out of their offensive line and you don't have Chandler, you don't have 55 anymore. So you, so you yeah. better figure it out. But we've got to figure it out here at PHNX Cardinals, myself and Bo Brock. Thanks for checking us out. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube at Go or PHNX Sports. Get us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five star review. Leave us a like. We would greatly appreciate it, Mr. Bo Brock. Uh, I hope you have a tremendous, tremendous week, my friend. You as well. And we'll talk to everybody once again tomorrow with Jamie Anderson back in the fold.